And I call them divils because the divils, right? Is any team, truthfully, I mean, hand in heart, any team who can plot and implement and take down clear at the moment, I, I do think it's Kinney. Join myself, Willow Callahan, along with James Skehill and Paul Murphy for the best insight this hurling season. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Anthony Moyles is with us. Anthony, good morning to you. How are you? Gentlemen, how are we? Not much to talk about. No, no. Quite weekend. How we're going to fill this slot, to be honest. Um, you're a bit hoarse. Do you want to tell us about your exploits over the weekend? Uh, well, yeah. What's it, em- it, embellishing I, your credentials for the me job? I hear. <laughs> oh, Jesus, I don't know about that. No, um, I'm helping uh, Leo Turley, who's the former Leash star, uh, and my brother are actually aiming out with Kilbride uh, local team. I went to school in Kilbride Primary School, so um, they won the uh, league final yesterday. Right, great. Yeah, yeah. So uh, great win for them. Great win for the parish, as they say. So. Uh, one one guy remarked to me, I think it was his 10th final that he was been in for the last, I think, seven or eight years, and that's the first one he's won. So, right. Uh, good monkey off their back. Ah, look, so, and, and that's, hence the hoarseness. That's why this matters. That's why yeah. this whole thing matters. Torrential rain. Absolutely. Like, it was biblical yesterday. <laughs> it was actually, like, I mean, I, I watched the games and how difficult it was to hold the ball you know, because it just kept coming down. You know, it just makes the game, it makes it extremely true. Of course, it changes the games completely as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, like, I mean, to be, you know, you can't really see it from the TV, you know, in Crow Park. You just don't get that sense from it. But Jesus, uh, it was, like, I mean, the weather didn't help or did help, depending on uh, depending on the aspect. But, uh, yeah, that was my, hence my croaky voice. Yeah. Apologies. The, the weather, we haven't talked about that at all, Owen. Like, the games change completely between full-time and extra-time. There was, like, a, a downpour. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, just before uh, extra time in the first game kicked off, there was really, really bad downpour. Like I got sunburned and I almost got pneumonia yesterday. Like, <laughs> one of those days. Lovely Irish holiday. Yeah, that's that is your typical summer. And that's the thing. That probably is the most challenging thing about it is that the players know that it can change mid-game or it can change yeah. from you know the, the Kerry lads walking out into the pitch at halftime of the first game. That pitch is totally different when they go back yeah, out onto it for, for their actual game. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, a complete difference. Um. Uh, how how do Galway feel now, like, and this week? What what are their what are their overriding? <sighs> and they and they coldly analyze what's going on. What do they think? Well, they've issues um, which they need to analyze, and we've highlighted them during the year, which is the issues between the full back line and the goalkeeper especially with anything at all of height that goes in there. From 40 yards out. <laughs> yeah, like it's... it's the ball it's, bouncing. It, it, it's, it's such a strange thing. I, I get the sense that um, with the way modern teams set up and all the different tactics and getting players back and da 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 I don't know if you do the old in-training, if, if, if there's much concentration on the high ball into the square anymore. You know, there used to be a lot of that. <laughs> like, I'll be honest with you, there was a lot of that. There was the the whole aspect of, and we've seen it during the year. We saw it, Kildare against Dublin, balls coming back off the post, players being lost, you know, cornerbacks, like, where is my corner forward? Next thing, bang, goal. Um, we've seen numerous occasions of it. We've seen numerous occasions, obviously, then, obviously, of not specific goalkeepers being in goal, right? So even the bit of mayhem there is, can I trust him behind me? Because if you see the first one, Comer kind of calls the goalkeeper, kind of as if he's going to let it go, um, wants him to come get it, and then there's the confusion of it. Now, look, it happens. It's 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 a it's a moment that um, 
can cause obviously mayhem but Armagh obviously said to themselves listen there's a chink in the armour here I'm surprised they didn't do it earlier to be honest with you I'm surprised they didn't tro- try to throw a few in even in the first half and with Donaghy's experience on the sideline like he'd be saying listen we can we can, we can can work a few of these he's obviously has loads of armoury where they obviously did them in Kerry you know how to get the ball in when to get the ball in at those opportune times so but you could see the absolute pandemonium in the Galway defence when the ball went in like whatever about the first one then the second one was just complete just brain farts all over the place like I mean guys just the goalkeeper gets it he should have kicked it into the stand yeah. and instead tries to hand pass it out with a guy with his back to him it gets spilled um, and you know apart from the equaliser then I'm thinking to myself and saying that's Galway done that's Galway done and then the row happens and I'm like actually that's not Galway done that's going now in the ascendancy here because straight away they're feeling aggrieved. They're feeling, you know, that the justice has gone against them here. So from a situation where they should have been down the dumps, Armagh full of pomp, full of um, enthusiasm, motivation to come out in a second, then Galway are now kind of looking at themselves um, and obviously it, it, it switches. I do think they have an issue there, Ger. I do think they need to look at it. Kelly from fullback, hopefully he will get back in. Um, but they're not the biggest of a fullback line. You know, they're not, they're not, they're not really dominant in that area. You know, they don't come and claim balls. There is a bit of a hesitancy. And I also think what they do, which is a very, very poor thing, um, they, a little bit of, I'm not saying it's fear, but a little bit of hesitancy comes into their game and a bit of, well, we'll try to manage this out and they drop back and they allow teams come at them. Well, we were just talking about this. So, the, the, like, uh, in this season alone, there's loads of evidence of them coughing up late scores. Now, against Roscommon, it didn't, we were yeah. like, oh, that doesn't matter, but it, it does matter. It turns out that they adopt a style of play that invites the opposition on and they're not good enough just yet to be able to, to do that. They're not Dublin, the five-in-a-row Dublin team who were able to manage games out. So, I don't know. Is the answer just keep pushing on? You have to keep pushing on. So, so if you if you're if if the if the if the, if the character of the team or the personality of a team is is that we are a front foot team that likes to pressure the ball, that likes to get the ball, control the ball, and do things that are because Galway Galway mix it up lovely. You know, they I mean the, the, the traditional type of catch, kick, play. You know, lovely forwards go at it. You know, be on the front foot, be out in front. You'd never look at them and go, oh, they're a controlling team. You'd never put control in the same breath. In the, say, if you just say top three attributes that Galway are, you'd never say, yeah, nice and controlled. You know, they'll grind you down. Galway don't do that. Galway either blitz you or, you know, things could go, the wagon could completely come off for themselves. So I think in those moments where they're trying to control the game, it's completely alien to them. They actually don't know. So what happens is, Fear comes into your mindset, and instead of being out in front of a player, you now take a step back. Instead of a guy pushing up, he takes a step back. And we're kind of like, oh no, we're set here, you know, we're in a defensive shape. But all of a sudden there's holes everywhere. And when it's responsibility time, i.e. high ball, well I'm actually going to go climb that. It's me calling you, it's your ball, it's your ball. And you're like, oh. and next thing, bang, someone comes in and gets a fist on it, or whatever it is. And there's been iterations of that over the years with teams who try to change their style which I think is embedded in them for a long time it's 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 their unique character you know um, and I don't think Galway can do that and Joyce needs to kind of say it is difficult like when you're seven points up now with seven or eight minutes to go you're kind of thinking this is in the bag here lads we see I was, it out I was actually going to go out and cut the grass and then I was like I just better watch this just in case yeah but but there's but but as you say Russ Common 
this year. It has happened, I'm sure, if you were going back over tape, you would probably have seen that it has happened over the last number of years. So it's it's there, and it is something that they're going to... It's, it's happening as Mayo, didn't it? Yeah, like I mean, to to a degree that later on, like Mayo had a had a late rally. Yes, flurry yeah. of points. Yeah, so you know. I'm sure they've spoken about it and of course it could be the big massive elephant in the room and they're kind of going do we do we actually kind of really go with this situation do we try to find a way around it as a group of players and a management team or do we deny it and do we kind of say it's not really there and we're okay I think you're better off grasping and saying listen okay this is and this is what we're going to do to get around this and personally I think the way to do it is is that they have to up the work rate even in those seven or last like I mean kind of a la Dublin in their pomp those last 15 minutes, Dublin killed you. Like any team that was even neck and neck, the 15 minutes or 12 minutes ago, bang, next thing. And even coming into nearly extra time, you were like, we're actually still on a point or two in this. Next thing you're beaten by six. And you're kind of going, how did that happen? So they never they never retreated. They actually, as a matter of fact, went, went for the juggler completely. That's the negatives, right? The positives are that uh, a bunch of players who were their kind of second tier of players are now actually genuine first tier players and that some of their first tier players can improve. Like, um, Shane Walsh gave a very Shane Walsh performance where moments of absolute brilliance. Obviously, clearly targeted, took a kick to the Achilles in the first half, which, you know, I, and then kicked the free with the with the injured ankle. You're like, well, Jesus, that's... Uh, yeah. I'm not, anyway, uh, so maybe maybe he'll be fully fit the next time and maybe he won't get targeted as, as ruthlessly. I mean, of course he will. Of course he will get as ruthlessly targeted in the next game. And it may well be Chrissy McKay who, who he's playing, who has been the mm-hmm. best man marker in the country this year. So I, I don't know if there's much room for improvement from him, but like, will they get more from their, their more marquee players? And then are they also very confident about the fact that they've come through the ultimate street fight? I think if your marquee players are doing just what you said they'll do i.e. They're, they're, they're a little bit over break even in other words they're doing at their high level and they're getting they're staying at that you don't want them having obviously, obviously stinkers but then it is a time and often in games which have massive importance such as the, the games at the weekend it are it is the second it is the B squad it's the guys who aren't the household names that that pull it out of the bag for you and come and actually take the game by the stuff of the neck um, midfielder's name has, has, has slipped my mind um, McDade like the goal if you watch his movement on the goal prior to even him even getting the ball he's up around the far forward line he's kind of sneaking in the back he's kind of seeing if this breaks down or if I get a ball in the side so he's already thinking about it one of the Armagh players goes back and, and tags him so he comes back around through the centre the ball comes over to the left hand side and then he's gone and you can see the Armagh number four after the goal see him putting his hands on his head because he just let him go he just took his eye off for a second so he never he never doubted himself ever he said to himself this is going to come back into me the finish was top notch and the and score after it was just like that's a guy who's full of confidence well able to because he actually has his hand up for ages going give me the ball give me the ball gets it only has one thing in his mind because you're thinking he's going to shift this on there's two Armagh players around him he goes around I, I can't remember the last guy I think Jamar Hall sticks it over the bar at the right foot but what you're looking at is you're looking at fellas at those moments Chair all of those guys have to step up and they did Tierney you know different guys st- stood up and said no actually I'll take the mantle on so I've often 
not that I've questioned Galway Steel um, or their character, but over the last number of years, there has always been, I think, an over-reliance on the, the three amigos, shall we say, right? You know, the Comer, Conroy and, 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 and Walsh. And there's always been this thing of, well, if you stop them, you, you should be in the game. But yesterday... Or if they're injured, we have an excuse. Correct. Yeah, there has. And, and then it was always kind of, we're going to solidify the defence, which Kevin Walsh tried, you know, and then once we get the ball up to the boys, they'll do what they always do. Now, the thing was that if you put an X on one of those... They were screwed. Yeah. They pretty much won the game. Now they've now they've 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 they're fellas who have the ability, obviously the confidence, um, and they have the desire now to, to to win games for them. So, but their steal yesterday was phenomenal. Now, what do I mean by steal? Well, the sucker punches of the goals, right, and then the equaliser. I don't know how they would have been an extra time if the row didn't happen. I don't. I don't know where their mindset would have been. But our ma, I for my me, I don't think our ma helped themselves at all. How did the initiative back to Galway? I think so, and I think when Galway went in, as I said, they felt aggrieved. You saw Kelly with the the, the, the incident. Mm. You can imagine the dressing room; they were hopping off each other to get out there and prove a point again. Um, so, from a dressing room which would have been like desolation, heads down, it would have looked like a you know. A, a, just fellas buried all over the place. It now was a dressing room where you can imagine guys were going around hitting each other in the chest saying, we're not going to let this happen today. So um, their steel, their ability to go, even in that kind of time in the second half where, you know, Armagh looked like they were coming back. I, I, I never thought, I thought Galway in, in, in full time should have won the game and, and should have won it well. Um, and But there's definitely... You know, it's amazing when you look at that side of the draw because I think if one or two of those teams had been in the other side of the draw, I think Kerry would have been in trouble from the performance yesterday and maybe not Dublin as well. Like, I think the two boys should be sitting back saying, thank Jesus for the draw and how it went this year because, you know, Derry go or uh, Galway or Ma was just... And, and, and no one wants to get Derry at this stage. No. No, nobody wants to get there. We were saying that um, both Dublin and Kerry will be cheering Galway on, going, oh, we can deal with that. But yeah. Derry, we're just not sure what will happen. There's an, there's an unbelievable... like Every single player on that Derry team is playing with 100% knowledge of their role, 100% knowledge of their role within the team, <clears throat> and 100% confidence that they can actually change their role, <laughs> which is so scary. You know, they're not... So they're not pigeonholed into I am a cornerback who runs to a certain point and then I hand it off I am a this who goes there every single one of them are doing something different every single game and you're kind of going jeez I didn't realise he had that like McInnes comes up yesterday you know, we saw it in the Ulster Championship but he gets onto the ball he shoulders the Claremont out of the way sticks it in the back of the net and just watch him he's straight back he's organising the defence they all talk to each other. The communication is unbelievable. There's never any sense of panic in their, in their defence. There's never a sense of panic. There's never that sense of panic that you saw with Galway. There's just unbelievable control. They're so tactically aware. They're so aware of, the, as I said, their own job and each other's job that they're so easy to pass players on. You see Connor Glass, now I'm on this guy, now you come here, you take him, I move over here. Um, so, like... Clare weren't great, okay. Uh, you know they were. They, there was a bit of a feel of a bit of a of a, of a of a kind of a challenge match feel at the start because Clare just couldn't lay a glove on them. But was that because of Derry's width and speed, or was it just you know Clare's just 
weren't at the at, at the pitch of it. But um, they're ruthless. They did a job and they needed to do it. Could they have kicked on and got even more scores? Absolutely. And the thing is, we'll be accused of overrating their performance against a Clare team who are a Division 2 team, but they've done this against Division 1 teams. They did it against the All-Ireland Champions in uh, an Ulster Championship tie. Granted, Tyrone weren't having the best season, but they were able to do exactly the same thing. Like, um, So I, I think uh, Derry are real contenders at this point. Just want to, Michael Casey says, Killian McDade has been outstanding all year, lads. He's no B player, as you say. He's a big unit and is having a fantastic year. That wasn't the point. We weren't saying he was a B player. We were saying that like no. there's that top tier of Galway footballers who the expectation level is at. But if that next tier come through and start doing what uh, McDade did, for example, yesterday, then that's a massive surge forward for them where suddenly he's one of those players. James O'Donnell has been talking on the football pod about Croke Park players. If he's a Croke Park player, then that's a game changer. Like, and Galway, Galway, absolutely. Galway have two things: flakiness and arrogance. And it's mad that these two things coexist the way they do. Uh, kind of split personality. But when the when the arrogance clicks on, we've seen what you know. You scratch the Galway footballers, and they all believe they're the best footballers in the country. Hmm. Like, and they have had teams who come and just. Pfft, Get to Croke Park and go, yeah, we can kick points from the touchline. We can Literally. kick points from the halfway line. But we can score the greatest goal that's ever been seen in Croke Park. No big deal. Well, 0-1, you go back to the 0-1 team. You know, they, they had their marquee. Like, they had, you know, Donlan. They had those big, big players, Joyce and Savage. But then they had an unbelievable backup support. Yeah. Like, an unbelievable backup support. Yeah. Who went and won those games for them, by the way. You know, because most teams had enough players to, as I say, put an X on the main guys. So you say, right, just make sure that, you know, Donnan, I remember, not all are in the final. You know, there was a lot of concentration from us of obviously stopping him. Um, but then there's fellas popping up everywhere. You know, so you can't, you can't close all the, you know, stop all the gaps. And that's what yesterday showed for me that... They have that ability now. And I think the last number of years, they didn't really have that. Now, uh, sorry, it's not that the, the, the personnel has changed much, but I think the attitude and the confidence has changed much, that these guys are willing to take it on, willing to take the shots, willing to back themselves. Because some of the scores that they got yesterday, even around that 45 to 60-minute period, they weren't easy scores. Like They weren't handy scores. They were outside of the right boot. They were on the run. There was lots of Armagh players. They were good, good scores. Yeah. There were scores that Mayo couldn't execute. Yeah. That they executed, you know. So, um, it, as I say, it was all scores under pressure, and that's that's by the way, that's backing yourself. That's not looking. Oh, where's Shane Walsh? Where's you know? Where's Com? I have to hand the ball over to him. No, no, I'm going to do this myself. So it's not. That's not a slight at all, as we said uh, on them. But it's just. It just means that they're much more equipped. Um, I think in the last couple of years. Okay. Uh, oh, and I haven't asked you this yet. What's the truth about Kerry? Where are Kerry? I think that they were poor yesterday, weren't they? Like, I, I think it was a 6 out of 10 performance and they still won pulling up, which is very, very encouraging. I wouldn't be overly worried about, you know, that performance manifesting itself against Dublin. I think that they will be absolutely on it for Dublin. Um, like, I think it's uh, this semi-final weekend. Like, this is going to be absolutely fantastic stuff. The cost of a toss of a coin, really, between both of these games, you suggest, and I think that's going to be the case for Kerry Dublin. If Conor Callan doesn't play, though, Kerry win. I think is well, would you, probably be how you, the, the forecast You don't think he is going to play? I, I, like, I think just because we're in such a, a small season and uh, the recovery time is, is so short, like you'd, you'd even have worries about Clifford being hobbling off yesterday, mm. making that game. Khan didn't even play, uh, so you'd have a greater concern about him potentially making that game. And I think that Dublin absolutely need their forwards on the pitch to try and cause Kerry any sort of problems because they're just not giving up chances at the moment. And 
Uh, I think that's the most encouraging thing from their perspective. There's also like got loads of other mini storylines around Kerry yesterday, like David Moran playing 80 minutes, yeah. like out of nowhere. Like that was that was the big talking point beforehand. Was like no Adrian Spillane, no Jack Barry. Middle third is threadbare. All of a sudden, David Moran, you're you're not going to get 80 minutes out of him, so he's going to be coming off after 50 minutes, and then all of a sudden, it's it's half an hour into the legs of Joe O'Connor, Stefano Cunbar. And David Moore just plays the full game and plays really well, and yeah. like that's like that, that's a really important uh, element of it all. And Paul Ganey has just been has just yeah like, had a, had a glittering year actually, uh, despite the fact that late in the league it looked like his place was going to be lost to Tony Brosnan. So uh, I I wouldn't be buying the whole if anybody's playing down Kerry's chances too much on the, the back of yesterday. They weren't great, but they weren't pulling up while not being great against against the Division One team, right? Like the Dubs beat Cork handy. I think Kerry beat Mayo handier, in a way. I think when they wanted to just put the foot on the throttle, they did. You know, when they wanted to show that extra st- class and just step inside and make sure of a score or potentially look to open them up, they they they, they could do it. Um, so it's it's a strange one. It looked like a challenge game. You know, we're we're, we're kind of focusing everything and kind of gauging everything against the Armagh goal again, which is a very hard to think to do because the, the pitch of that was unbelievable. The excitement, you know, the 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 ferocity of it, the intensity of it. Oh, so, so the stadium emptied out. Like, yeah, yeah, the stadium emptied out. You know, the, the sound level just went. Yeah. You know, and and there was the yell. You could hear the seagulls going around again, and I was like, oh, here we go. You know, this is just shocking bad. The fair on the pitch didn't help it. Now, to be honest with yeah. you. Because I, I honestly, I was kind of looking. I was, it was, it was. It, there wasn't the same intensity levels. There definitely wasn't. I thought it was going to ignite at some stage. There just wasn't. Kerry just managed the situation. I think the Kerry defence was solid again. You know, they didn't bar the Kevin McLaughlin chance. They didn't really give up a, a, a goal opportunity. Again, Morley doing the plus one. Very, very solid, really good coming forward. Like, you know, a lot of uh, um, attacking prowess, obviously, from O'Sullivan and, and White and the rest of O'Buglick. But I thought their forward line was completely all over the place. You know, I... I the, the plan was, uh, anyway, uh, that in the first quarter of the game, like just the long direct balls into Clifford re- repetitively. Repetitively. You know, and I'm kind of going, like, should he have played Clifford? You know, like you know, for me, I'm kind of going. If he wasn't 100 percent right, well, then you're kind of going no, because it completely takes. And then if you are going to play him, why kick him in these really horrible hanging balls up in the air that a defender can attack and really come through the back of you? You know, well, give him nice little dainty balls out in front that he can get and he can shift them on if he wants or take them on. But I was kind of looking, going, it was nearly like they were trying to prove his fitness. It was it was a a really weird thing, Um, and. You know, I think they would have had enough for Mayo, and I really think if 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 he's gone for the semi final, I think it was a bit of a bad judgment error. They, I think they should have held him back and given him the extra couple of, bit of time, um, because we we questioned it last week with Mayo. Ultimately, it came back again to have Mayo the forwards up front to kick the scores and they didn't as soon as they lost a couple of more lads you were really struggling you were going into the depths of the panel and you can only like teams will say well it doesn't really matter who gets the scores well it does matter who gets the scores because if you're attacking from a defence and the likes of Keegan those guys are coming with the ball on a second wave or a third wave so in other words the Kerry defence is already set it's going to be very very difficult to get a goal from that situation someone in your defence has to make a mistake or something unbelievably good has to happen but if you have the forwards up front 
who can win a ball, turn, quick pass, whatever, take them on, just like the Clifford goal, for example. Well, now you're in a different situation. So in other words, it can be quick ball up front and let that forward do his thing. It's not a wave. It's not a kind of a, you know, this is this is a one against one situation or one against two or two against two and anything can happen. And there's that sense of danger. And when you look at it, and I'll go back to the Derry situation for a second, Derry did not have to deal with inside forwards at all against Clare. Right, Derry will have to deal with that now against Galway. So Derry kind of changed their style yesterday, and they put more, much more fellows forwards up the pitch, um, and they kind of took ch- chances against Clare. I'd say rightly they were probably saying to themselves, "We have enough for Clare, so we're going to slightly change things. We're going to put more fellows up front." In fairness, Roy Gallagher explained in detail that they'd played them a couple of times. They knew that there was going to be issues around midfield for them, so they just pushed everybody up, and there was no yeah. point. And Clare were going to play with a man withdrawn, so they would have had a spare man at the back mark and nobody. They just pushed him up, and it was yeah. game over from the exactly. get-go. Game like, over. Exactly, and they didn't have to worry about Longo so in behind. So all they did was again, they just made sure that everything was there. They didn't have to worry about anything in behind. They will not have that the next day. So that's going to be, again, a different kind of challenge for them is in how do, in, in Crow Park, all of a sudden now the pitch gets a lot bigger. Okay. But going back to Kerry Mayo, I, I, like Paddy Clifford, I haven't seen Paddy Clifford as bad yeah. in a long time. Nice. She's, I, I, I was kind of looking for it. You know, he, I, I don't think he touched the ball for the first 14 minutes of the game. Like I was looking going, where is he? Like, where is he actually on the pitch? And I was saying to myself, okay, he's definitely being tagged by Keegan. But then it wasn't really Keegan was getting on the ball. Um, I thought Moynihan is okay, but he doesn't really, he buzzes around a lot, but he wasn't really doing a whole pile. Ganey was good, you know, and I think he held it. Stephen O'Brien did as usual, but there's definitely something. I was kind of saying to myself, Jesus, Kerry, and is it that, what was it, 12 weeks? Is it that long duration of time where you're just bouncing balls off against each other uh, and you're trying to find challenge matches and you're just you're just not at it you know you're just not at it and you could see by them that they just weren't at it and fortunately for them I think they're coming in against a team who really just weren't at it either now both of them will raise their game of course for each other um, but I think they're still blessed that they haven't met one on the other side yeah because the other teams for me are in fifth gear full throttle Everyone knows what they're doing. Yeah, there's, there's cuts and bruises. There's well, bandages all over. Whereas the other lads are kind of coming in. It's, it's kind of, I can't remember that Rocky movie, but they're coming in. They're kind of, they're getting massaged. They're kind of taking the, 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 the old robe off. They're ready to go. Whereas the other lads are half dead, you know, but they're like, they're battle hardened. Yeah. You know? Well, it'll be interesting to see when the final happens. If this semi final between Dublin and Kerry is enough to get the two of them up to the pitch where, because the, whoever wins that game is going to automatically be favourites. Just, through the weight of history and with everything but actually maybe the, the right thing to do is to come through the the hard the, the battle hardened path um, Owen thinks Clifford's out right that's what he thinks he's, he's going to miss um, the semi-final that sorry not Clifford Con Owen thinks Con's out uh, oh, definitely the buzzer was going off there again <laughs> sorry, it's, uh, the era buzzer was uh, no he doesn't think Clifford's out he thinks Clifford's going to play yeah, yeah. Yeah, he thinks Clifford's going to play, but okay. Con won't. Does that shift the game automatically in Kerry's favour? I think Con and James McCarthy uh, are two enormous losses. So they're two out of your five or six. Like if you're writing down the team tomorrow as Desi Fight, you're, you're, you're normally jotting those two guys down and Fenton and a few others, and you're saying, right, that's my spine. And now there's two gone. 
and I really don't care who you are. I thought Dublin up front looked light I thought Costello was poor his first game all year where he wasn't great I think Cork had enough to do man marking jobs and certain fellas um, and they put it up to them for a period of time I think again they, they, they were prone to um, bad freeze against Kerry remember you know fouling very very stupidly in those just frantic fouls in that kind of D area and again they got caught again with that being over enthusiastic and like rock kicked or whatever 10 freeze or 10 points 9 freeze yeah. so um, they looked hit and miss Dublin they looked you know kind of caught between are we running are we kicking are we are we really intense levels this is their this is their all quarter quarterfinal this is their performance this is what they do they just yeah. they just win the game early they realise okay there's no threats here that we're going to be in any significant danger over the course of the game we'll just do the percentage yeah. thing the whole way through and so I don't know the truth about them but those missing players are absolutely they're, they're massive and, and I think also the fact of Dublin love goals um, you know I was kind of laughing with a pal of mine I was saying they, they seem to um, practice their point kicking against Mead their goal kicking against Kildare um, and then a bit of maybe just yesterday was just kind of let's go back with uh, obviously our kick point but I think they're going to they're going to struggle for goals against Kerry like they they will if the Kerry defence continue to do what they're able to do and if O'Callaghan is not there because what O'Callaghan does provide them is he provides them that straight ball that long ball where he can just go up cause mayhem grab it and bring fellas in they don't really have that. Dean Rock's not going to necessarily give it that. Costello's not going to give Costello's buzzing around the edge, looking for those little loopy passes. Paddy Small was okay, but I don't think he's exactly he's not Conor Callahan. Okay. So that fulcrum right there of the get out of jail, the long ball if required, you know, the quick the you know, the the quick kick out from Comerford turn, bang, straight ball into it. That's not there anymore. And that's the type of thing that I think you need to do to unlock that carry defence. I think once that carry defence is set now, a la Derry, they're very, very safe in their own knowledge. They're very, very safe. They know exactly where they're going and they're not giving up those chances too handy. So I think Dublin will struggle. So it's going to be what will Kerry get at the far end? against the Dublin defence and I thought Merchant had a tough time against Hurley you know I, I'm not I'm not mm. convinced Cooper did well as that sweeper um, but again it's a Division 2 team yeah, yeah. it hasn't got the, the prowess obviously of the carry forwards Just, uh, like on that like there was definitely a couple of moments in the second half of the, the Mayo game yesterday where you were like Where's Morley? Like he was excellent yesterday, but there is a possibility that Dublin can drag him out of position. I think there was just a couple of occasions yesterday where it looked like Mayo had achieved that. And also, we talk about goalkeepers under the high ball. Like Shane Ryan under the high ball has been uh, something that's given Kerry fans uh, very, very like big palpitations mm. because of his temptation to punch the ball rather than catch the ball, and that's a recurring habit that happens. So Con is doubly important on that front given the, the direct option he gives like I'd put it to you is Con O'Callaghan more important to Dublin than David Clifford is to Kerry he possibly is you know he, I, think, I think that that's it's the importance of that question or otherwise goes missing because of the hype around Clifford and also that O'Callaghan has been a, a, a cog in the wheel of this superpower over the last number of years but I think when you remove him out um, I think they could become a much lesser team 
than when he's in. Now that's a very obvious. But he 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 gives you he gives you everything that they don't like. If you look over the last number of years, when they have needed that powerhouse and that option of a goal, just someone who's just going to get it. He's just going to get the ball. He's going to go right at you. He's going to fire you away, and he's going to stick it in the back of the net because he never he doesn't he doesn't go for handy points. He doesn't tip them over the bar. His his ruthlessness in there and his directness and everything about him, his strength and da 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 just gives you everything and you can see Kilkenny then doesn't have to do that if you get me you know Kilkenny and the rest of them they can kind of go he'll look after that we can do our thing but I think when he's missing someone else has to step up and they do have to slightly change you mm-hmm. know to accommodate other kind of styles so he, he quite possibly is uh, uh, owned but uh, like it definitely it, it's you know whether whether both of them start or both of them don't start. Um, whoever, if, if Con is gone, it's it's you would have to think that it's advantage Kerry mm. for me. Yeah, I, hard to disagree with that. Kerry are slight favourites with the bookmakers, and Derry are slight favourites with the bookmakers as things stand. So we're headed for a Kerry Derry All Ireland final uh, according to the bookies. Yeah, like I mean, I I I I still think Derry have done an amazing job. Um, Gallagher will will do well now to bring them down after this game. Um, you know, I heard McGuigan being interviewed after, and he was kind of saying, "Oh, people were kind of saying stuff about their forward units." I don't know who was saying that, but anyway, he was kind of saying. Darrow Shea was saying, wasn't he? That they weren't, they wouldn't be able to win like this. There was definitely a, a was there. There okay. was definitely talk okay. out there yeah. that uh, yeah. Derry. Yeah. I think did Spillane not have a, a go that. This is terrible football. I, I, the usual. Yeah, the usual. So yeah, yeah. So everyone plays with fourteen men behind the ball. But anyway, we, we know. But that's look. We we know that argument. But so I don't think anyone. But certainly we never we never question their forward prowess. They have enough to kit to really hurt you. Um, and but it is a different game for them. I don't think they have come across because look look at the games they've played. Right. So they've played obviously an awful lot of Ulster teams. Um, they they haven't met a team yesterday or thus far who have that forward capability is going who have the guys who can kick points who have the opportunity to go early go hard who have the guys who will stay inside they'll play two to three up and they'll say right we're going to now do they have the backs but it takes a, it, it, it completely what's it, does Rogers end up going back in full back properly so does he go in there beside Chrissy McCaig absolutely but now they're going to do defending now they can do it but they're not just like look at Donegal once McCaig put a kind of an X on McBurty, they were kind of saying, we're set here. You know, even when Murphy, like, I mean, Murphy came in, Rogers picked up Murphy. There wasn't a whole pile. Galway are different ones now. You know, you're, you're putting fires out all over the place. That half-back line that they have are going to do a lot, a lot less going forward. They're going to do more stuff going back towards their own goal. So it's a different proposition for them. We, we uh, unusually on this show, haven't spent all our time talking about Mayo with you. Um, is that Mayo team finished? Is that the end of the road for this, this like, I'm saying that golden generation, there was the bang of that, England getting hammered by Germany when they couldn't quite work out how to make Stephen Gerrard and Frank Lampard play together and they never did and that was the end and this felt like an end like a full stop it's funny you know we spoke about the atmosphere of the game earlier on you know I wasn't at the game but I just I just even just watching the the body language of the players after it looks like it was it's funny you know you can sometimes in in a team you know, there's there's just a kind of a natural end to it. You know, I don't. I think Horan even has probably, if he was being really honest, which he obviously will be over the next while. I think he'd say to himself, "I've, I've, I've. It's a new voice. It's I've done it as much as I can." I think they were they were always struggling a bit this year. You know, they were always kind of there was injuries, there was different stuff, and that's all fine. But I just don't think the the, the energy was in the team. They did not seem to be the same type of a unit. Um, 
as I said, after the game, I could see a lot of abject faces. There was no one really... It was kind of like, yeah, okay. It's about time someone just put a bullet in us. You know, I got that sense. There was a moment in the second half where Killian O'Connor was trying to score a point and it was like leaking off horribly to the left and Dermot runs as fast as he can to try and get it in. And last year in the All-Ireland semi-final, he, yeah. he made that incredible thing that got the whole crowd. Ah, he's got the ball in. Yeah. Couldn't keep it in this year. It was just like they didn't have the same sense of mission or whatever about the team this year that they had last year. And that that might just be an All-Ireland final defeat hangover where you realise that like if the penalty goes the other side of the post, we're the ones who get that little bit of dander up and away we go. I don't know. It's like it's hard for anybody to come back from an All-Ireland defeat like that. I think it is. And I think, you know, there's a lot of fellas with mileage on the clock there. You know, you look at McLaughlin, O'Shea, Keegan, there's fellas with big miles on the clock over the last kind of seven, eight, nine, ten years. Um, I think... You know, it's it's probably time for a new breed, um, and I mean that in in every sense, both player wise, management wise. I think it's time for some new ideas. I think there's probably rumblings. I think they feel that um, you know there's a there's a, a change required, as in the style of play that they have. I don't necessarily agree with that, but what I just feel is is that it is you could sense from it that they kind of once once the, the, the shot started to go awry there was no if you look if you look at even some of the scores that they missed it was all very individual stuff you know there was no kind of real sense of interplay there was no kind of real sense of a team here really striving for and there was no even kind of like come on like, I mean fellas going over and trying to G each other but it was like oh, another wide you know it was just oh, well it, it was it was a, there was a total feeling of inevitability and there shouldn't have been by the way because they did enough chances in that second half did more than enough of the ball did more than enough chances um but there just was can you fix that like, though can you fix it can you because it doesn't like we've been watching mayo kick wides all our lives yeah. <laughs> can you fix it? Yes, you can fix it. Um, but, you know, and, and this is not an excuse, but you have to get the, the forwards on the field who can kick. Like, there's not, again, if, if, if you're sitting down there and you're the carry management or whoever it is and you're looking at the six forwards who start, you're kind of saying, right, once we take this one and this one out, are we going to see the scores coming from elsewhere? Mm, you know, we might get a couple chipped in here there, but you're kind of saying, yeah, we're happy enough here. Um, and, to have, I, I go back to what we discussed a couple of weeks ago. To have, when you have six or eight players back like like Kerry have, you need fellas who are going to take risks. You need fellas who are going to run hard, do something, but then also have the ability to score. Um, and Kerry were quite happy to have them out there taking their shots because they weren't going to kick 20, 22 points to be absolutely them. not. So uh, Andy Morans had a brilliant introductory to his first year in inter-county management. Is he the natural successor, and does it happen now? Is it too soon, or like because he might be able to come in and convince those lads who are the old soldiers to go one more ter- time, but also use them as subs, and suddenly you've depth. Yeah, he might. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, is it is it that he's too close to those guys over the last year? You know, and relationships, and it's it's a hard thing to do. You know, you're going in and maybe you're dropping your buddy. You know, so like I mean, you need fellas who are going to buy into all that, and all of those guys would have to say, yeah, I've no problem sitting on the bench for sixty five minutes a ma- every match and coming on for the last five or ten. They might do it for him in a way they wouldn't do it for somebody else. They might, they might, absolutely. Um, and d- do those guys still have it in the tank? Absolutely. They take a break now. They could come back and get reinvigorated. I, I'm, I'm not so sure about what's coming through there wasn't anything really standing out at me I think a lot of people bemoan the forwards but I haven't really seen a massive amount the defence has been solid um, and but they're still very reliant on the likes of Keegan 
you know, to come up. And even yesterday, you know, he took a few shots from the outside of the boot. Sometimes they go over and I all look. of a sudden the crowd, in a yeah. couple of few, just don't go. Yeah. Um, they look great when they do. And when they don't, it's kind of like, it just peters out, you know. And that's the whole, I think the whole performance and their whole year was just, it was kind of like a, it was symbolic of that. It just yeah. petered out. Yeah. And I think then James is, like, you know, like James is not a very kind of, um, he's not a, an excitable type of fella. In other words, he's very measured, you know, and he'd be measured when he wins and he's measured when he loses. Um, but I think if he probably sits back, he says to himself, you know what, I, I'm probably, there. It, it, it was a hard, because I can imagine the year they've had, when you have different knocks coming at you, um, and Mayo people, and there's, they're down there and there's a lot of stuff going on about finances and everything else. We won't even go there. But there's a lot of darts being thrown. And I'd say he, he looked even tired to me yesterday. He looked like a fellow who's just saying, you know, I've had enough of this. Yeah, I can see. I, look, I, I think he's been brilliant for Mayo. I think he's he, yeah. he was in charge for the team that put it up to Dublin, who were the greatest team of all time. We have to give Absolutely. them credit for that. So if he decides to go, um, he'll be a big loss. But um, mm-hmm. it, there is for the first time I think a live candidate to, to come in and go and invigorate everybody yeah. and, and get that get that crowd back you know because it, it seemed like um, for whatever reason there was just a bit of a disconnect between them Anthony good stuff thanks a million no bother, lads. OTB AM with Gillette get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar